On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. I want one of those like air horns that go bam, 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 because we have yeah. 100 <laughs> reviews on iTunes. So thank you to everybody. It's huge. I mean, we got Jenny, Zach, and Matt in the studio. Hey, everybody. Howdy. Hello. And I'm glad that your shaming is working My because you've been telling working. people to review and people yes. have been coming out of the woodwork. I also like that last week we had Australia and Mexico weighing in strong. Yeah. Australia and Mexico, that's yeah. right. A lot of good people out there. Down under. I'm always not, that was not that a good was a terrible. That was, that that was, was a terrible. You can't do like well. Texas accent does Australian accent. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not an accent. I'm I'm not very obviously very good at going in and out of any kind of an accent. Mine is pretty much a very strong redneck twenty four seven. You know, I've heard people say Australia is like the Texas of the UK. Well, I, I would, oh, the only I person know I really that, know is Aaron Hindra, who's been on the right. show, and I would say that that's very, I mean, I would say yeah, that he get is. along well. Yeah, it's we kind of close. Yeah. yeah, it's not too bad. Well, how's, how's your week been so far? How, what have you guys been up to? Well, she's it's been, been follow husband to work. It's day. been take your wife to work day. Hey, I um, dig it. All right, she's I, getting, I but she's getting her video done. So though. yeah, so yeah. you guys know I left the uh, the show that I was working on that was syndicated, uh, stopped syndication two weeks ago, and so it's so it's still in some markets, but it's not based in Dallas anymore. So I'm not working there anymore. So I've been kind of getting my whole reel together because I've got to start over, got to get a new agent, got to you know figure all that out. So yeah. in order to focus, I've been going with Heath to work my primary goal in doing that is that they have this really awesome lunch yeah yeah <laughs> I love I've, the cafeteria. I've heard tales of this incredible lunch she buffet, loves it. some kind of whole it's it's buffet. very healthy it has tons of veggies they have an amazing salad bar love oh, a good man. salad bar they also have iced tea and then every kind of hot tea you can imagine just right up her alley it's, just a oh, just goodness yeah. they also have all they other have other goodies too like cookies and pie and cake and really? everything oh, very healthy so I love it. I just and, and if y'all didn't see the the most recent Brighton video of last night when she like did the little flip and she went ta da! It is epically you guys need amazing. To check out our Facebook. I'll put it on my. She's doing public ta da! Now it's awesome. I did not see that. I did see uh, what was it, an American Ninja Warrior oh, yeah. thing you posted, yeah, yeah. which was great. Yes. Brighton just falling into a. Foam she has pit. zero fear. It's Brighton's good. our seventeen month old for people who uh, just are just listening for the first yeah. time, and we do yeah. have a lot of people. I did a Facebook post on my public Jenny and Chondo page the yeah. other day. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh, is that what you're doing? What's yeah. going on? Where is it? And uh, people were also asking about how to listen if they do not have an iPhone. 
there's Google Play, yeah. there's iTunes, yeah. there is Stitcher. Spreaker. Yeah, I think we're on iHeartRadio. If you have, if you have, Spreaker. Oh, yeah, if you have like, with, a, is, with a P. If yeah. you have an Android and stuff, it's Stitcher. Yeah. And that's mostly okay. people you'd have Android. I think we're we're, uh, on, the, we're on the Google Play store. Yeah, if you, you're if you're on an Android Play. phone. Yeah, we're in there. And yeah, Stitcher's yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. We're we're iPhone people in here though, so you know how it goes. Well, it's we fine. thought we would kind of roll into it kind of easier on this first segment today because today is election day. It is. We're recording this on Tuesday, November sixth. It's true. Uh, and then that says something else i guess you guys already went and uh, did your civic duty i suppose no no when it's I'm doing i've been it as going soon as nonstop. I'm, as soon All as right. i'm done today well and you know what i actually am do i usually i'll kind of know i work at news so usually by this time yeah. i know but i was actually kind of waiting um until the end to decide on a couple of different things so. fair all right well hey you're doing your research that's so, yeah, good stuff going today. Yeah, you're not rolling in blind so, like the rest of us <laughs> typically on our you know and on our on our show we don't get into politics no um but here's what the election day made us think about Election Day, and as we talk about this topic as a whole, I want everybody to understand as we're getting into this, it, this has nothing to do with our political views, thoughts, or anything. I don't. I hate getting into we politics. We won't ever do that. No. Right. Um, so I just talk about more. Of, it made me just think about your voice being heard, and you know that old saying that your your mom, your dad, your grandparents, or somebody probably told you if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. You know the old country song. I don't know if I ever have heard that, but that's a great saying. That, that's yeah. that's no. an old country it's song. Definite, it's definitely somewhere. a country song. Somebody should make a, a song quote. out of that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a big hit. I'm pretty wow. certain in late '80s, early '90s. Oh, excuse me. Um, but if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, and then your voice being heard. And it's it's interesting because I had a conversation. Conversation um, just a couple days ago with with somebody that at work that um, was kind of asking you know there was something that um, it was kind of that line of you know w- when do I not like uh, is this something I need to stand up and talk about or not right like uh-huh. there's those times you just go along that way you don't rock the boat or or when do you know when you need to go put your foot down on something versus not and and I've always had a very simple answer to that which is. If it ever crosses your moral or integrity bounds, like your boundaries there, you stand up for it. Yeah. If you can just swallow your ego to move on from something, you do it because there's no sense of a fight. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless it is going to contest your morals or ethics. You should never do anything that you morally do not believe is correct or legally Uh by that that stance. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. But there's a lot of other things that, that... you know, your boss comes in and says something really, you know, that this ridiculous little assignment he wants you to do, and it's not illegal. It's not going to test your morals. It just doesn't make sense to you. Just do it. Swallow your ego and do it. Don't do not do the fight, right? But if he comes in and tells you something to do illegal, you may want to stand up. Uh-huh. Well, the, the other big topic, of course, today is just people saying you can't complain if you don't vote. And I know in this situation, gosh, a lot of people are saying there's no good option for me here. There is no good option for me here, but you, th- there's going to be a better option. You know what I mean? A lot of people say, I don't like either of the candidates or neither of these propositions really hit home for me. Or, you know what? I want the kids to have a good school, but I don't want to pay extra tax money, so I'm not going to vote. Okay, well, get invested and look into it. And again, we're talking about this on on the greater, you know, happens to be election day, <laughs> but the greater spectrum yeah. of, of, uh, of your life with regard to when you're going to say something and, and when you're not. So it sounds like he, you kind of hold back on some things in, in an effort to pick your battles. Absolutely. You have to pick your battles um, because you're, you're going to battle everything. And so I'm one of – and there are times that, that, I, that 
my ego gets the best of me and I will battle something when I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and most of the time with me, it's whenever it's anything attacks my people, whether or not that's whenever I, I, I will battle. If it, it comes after me, I can swallow my pride and ego easier. But a lot of people these days, um, you know, I don't, I don't feel like today we have as hard of a problem of people standing up and saying what they want. I feel like a lot of people do because everybody has such a big voice nowadays with social media mm-hmm. um, and all of those things. Um, I think we actually almost have a, a bigger of, of people know when when to um, swallow the ego and go. This just isn't worth a. This isn't worth it here. Uh huh. I feel like people. I feel like people <laughs> yeah. are really. I mean, most people <laughs> they nowadays are more vocal voice now. now than ever. Well, because mm, growing yeah, okay, up, uh, our parents definitely said political opinions were personal opinions and private opinions. And sure. That, that among friend groups, you wouldn't necessarily know. And I think it, you know it was probably I guess when I was younger, you know, still living at home, that people started doing the yard signs and yeah. things like that. But it wasn't like it is now where it's very obvious or it's a part of your profile picture or things like that. So those are two different things, though, because a lot of people that do those yard signs, by the way, they still don't go and vote. Yeah. So those are these are these are two different items. One sure. is uh, letting everyone know how you think, how you believe and trying to persuade them to feel the same way. The other thing is exercising your right and going out and making your voice yeah. known. So it's sort of like the person who, say it's a work issue, complains and complains and complains at the water cooler, whatever the water cooler is, Whoever but is. then doesn't actually file a report or, you know, like the maintenance equipment's down and nothing's working and they're like, ah, oh, this maintenance yeah. is terrible. But then they never like go through the process to file the report mm-hmm. so that it can get fixed. Yeah, right. but here's the thing. I think, honestly, not voting is your voice of I'm tired of all the crap that everybody's getting out here and I'm not voting until we get more because if voting goes down in general massively I mean uh, I think I think that voicing your opinion can be a neutral stance of you know look I'm tired of the uh, of what this and that is and I, and I believe that um, in times when when you, when you when you think about it that not voicing at times can be that as well. I'm just saying I respect everybody's um, thinking mm-hmm. and their belief on what them standing up for what they believe is. I don't. I'm not going to judge one person for saying that that's their way of voicing. I'm tired of the. You know, if some people say, "Look, I, I believe I think everything today is crap," and they're voicing their opinion on not doing it sure i respect that i'm not gonna say i agree disagree or anything i'm just saying i I believe that in today's society we need to respect others opinions Uh and respect others ways of saying what it what they what is to them as standing up for something you're you're saying silence is a valid response i get it but that's not the way our system works right now some people believe that i'm gonna respect that Okay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Is I were, okay. I, I, I were, all right. I, I see, but, but that's not going to further their. That, but not voting is not going to further their cause either. You know what I mean? That that the, yeah, because that's they, not the way the system works if, right now. If they believe that none of the options are morally to their standards, integrity wise, I'm not going to tell them to break their moral code to do something just because. Right. Even if you personally believe differently. Even if I personally believe differently. Right. I'm saying that I'm going to respect what their belief is and what they believe is standing up for something. Interesting angle. So I believe in today's world, more people just respect other stuff and we can have 
good logical educational debate on things Mm -hmm. versus these irate emotional rants that people get on learn to respect others learn to respect what what other people believe is their standing up for rights Uh just respect it if we do i think we're going to get along a lot better so i got another little story that's a this next story on the second segment's a pretty hot one for me too so we'll be back in a minute on the second segment the second shot He's a suit-and-tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. Oh, beat oh. you again. <laughs> well, Jimmy, you got because beat it's again. a weird intro. There's no <laughs> lie. You, just got, you got beat again. I, I definitely <laughs> clipped out that bit and have it on my computer. That's awesome. I watch it whenever I need. So just for everybody who's pick new. Me up, like at one time I did something good. Everybody who's Lots new. That's very sad. I, I taught my daughter two things. So when she takes a drink of water, she'll take a drink and go, ah. And then I'll just randomly go, woo, and she always does the exact same woo. thing. Woo. So, so cute we kind of got a little I got, I got to see it myself at some point. Yeah. The, ah, it's kind of funny. Now you she's need to doing, bring her in as a guest host someday. At some point, yes. That's got to happen. <laughs> Maybe when yeah. she's 15. Oh, she'll be uncomfortable and swirling around in her chair, and we'll have to cut to the room <laughs> cam to keep up with what she's doing. It'll be great. It's, It'll not, be it's not like Robert. Robert's daughter. Robert brought his daughter in for oh, it, and she man. was like the most perfect child. Sat there quietly, calmly. Watch didn't. Me- I mean, she was like perfect. Are you being sarcastic? No. Remember Robert's child? Did you watch the video I watched? She was all over the place. Oh, well, that was, <laughs> yeah, it was but, adorable. But that's like, because yeah, that's not, not, no, it's no, not compared to what our I daughter. Said, what I'm saying yeah. is she just sat there, though. She didn't like yank the <laughs> she, microphone down, she, pull she, the cameras down. Okay. I'm not going to, I don't want to say what episode this is because I don't want people to go looking and, and be, turn this into a whole derogatory thing. She was like making faces <laughs> and like twirling in her chair. And I guess you're right. She wasn't running around the room or anything, but yeah. she, she looked clearly uncomfortable. See, I felt bad for her. Yeah, but, but see, Brighton would have the Microphones yanked down. Yeah. Have the headphones off of she'd our be head, making, and, make, yes. making noises. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Should be all over the place. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Well, I, I yeah. suppose that's fair then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't have kids. You don't understand how yeah, perfect true. that is of being a kid. <laughs> it's very comparison. True. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah. That, that is perfect child compared to right. most. I just have my experience, like sitting in a church pew when I was a kid, like try antsy and trying to get up and do stuff. So yeah, I, I suppose that's fair. Uh, we should talk about our second, well, technically our first headline for the show. Yeah, because the first one was Election segment. Day. Yeah. yeah, which by the way, I think that arguably the first time we've ever not had a headline for a segment on a show, on the show yeah. like yeah. one of the first two, but it's fine. Uh, the second one, and there's a little bit of backstory here that Heath was explaining, so help me out if I mess okay. this up. Tim Tebow blasts Maryland for firing DJ Durkin, not standing by original decision to keep him. Here's the backstory before I get into the article. Uh, Coach Durkin, I suppose, uh, got in some hot water last year because a player overheated, got heat stroke. And died. And died. Very tragic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Maryland suspended him. They said, we're going to do a full investigation, figure out what happened. You were the coach. This kid 
you know, yeah, this is a big deal. Uh, so they suspended him. They ultimately decided uh, earlier this week that he they're going to keep him on. It's fine. Like they did an investigation. They think it's okay. Uh, they they posted publicly that they're going to keep him on. Social media flipped out. Uh, and then they decided less than 24 hours later, you know what, we're firing him. They flip-flopped. And Tim Tebow had something to say about it. Uh, on ESPN, uh, on ESPN's first take, Tim Tebow said, you need to make a decision and stand with it because right now the decision to fire Durkin shows people uh, are so afraid to have conviction to believe in something when they make a decision that they're like, oh my goodness, social media is against us. Well, we're going to fire him now. You made a decision to keep him. If that's your decision, if you believe what's right for the program, then it shouldn't matter what me or social media or anybody else says. So many people want to be liked instead of being respected. And I think more universities need to stand by what they believe is right. Before we jump into this, Tebow did say he didn't necessarily feel Durkin deserved to stay. And he said the university now needs to bring in a high character, high integrity young face to reshape the program. His quote is, I'm not saying the decision was right, to be fair, uh, but Maryland officials need to have the courage to say, you know what? I'd rather be respected than liked. And too many people in our day and age, they just want to be liked. And he's saying that because obviously they felt like the right thing was that the coach was not really the malice one, not the one that, that had that intent that that was the right thing to hire him. But then when everybody else disagreed, they decided, okay, we'll go with everybody else, you mm-hmm. know? And and that's what he's talking about, that flip-flopping on these decisions. Yeah. You know, it's – and he's so right. I mean, you look at everything, every – you know, because of social media and everybody's voice being much louder now yeah. that people are – in universities as general, they, they really make decisions based on what the outcry can or cannot be versus whatever that conviction they may or may not have. Or, you know, obviously they don't have convictions big enough – to stick with them. Yeah, it's it's a tough line because when you play the fence like this and you don't come out confidently either way, everybody gets upset. Everybody gets because hurt. Because on the one hand, you've got people who, who wanted him fired, who yeah. feel like, well, good, now I've been vindicated and if I speak up, things like this will happen. Who didn't do an investigation? These people on yes. social media, they just think and feel and exactly. that's what they're going with. They don't know. Meanwhile, you've got other people on the other side of the fence who wanted, him, wanted to keep him around who said, well, Maryland... What are you doing? Yeah. If, if you did a full investigation and you truly believe he didn't do it, why'd you fire him? Right, that voids the investigation. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe you guys what didn't do your point? homework. Yeah, yeah maybe you just point? wanted to keep him. It, it, yeah, the whole thing feels pointless now. But it goes back, and I think about decisions and making them, you know, and, and the flip-flopping of them and the difference of it and how important it is. I mean, from a, being a, a parent to um, in the work world. Yeah. Well, yeah, because all, all you have in a management role like this is the confidence in your decision and knowing who you are. So you, they defined who they were. They defined their stance and gave their reasoning why. So everything was voided when that changed. Again, keeping you know the, the, the decision itself out of it, that voided all credibility. So while they may be appeasing the audience or the, you know, the people on social media, the fans, alums, you know, donors, supporters, people like that, by switching, all credibility is lost when you just show that your investigation was not, was basically nothing because what was the point of that? And again, go back to this. Before I say make this statement, I want you to understand, I don't know, I don't know enough really about it all to make a decision to say that I think they had the right or wrong thing. Sure. So as I make these statements, this is not me saying that right. I think this is right or wrong, okay? <laughs> yeah, we're in, we're in the Tebow boat here. We yes. don't know. Yes. We're just, yeah, talking so he, about the idea. I wouldn't, I, the last place I want to be a head coach would be Maryland. Because you know what? No matter what, mm-hmm. if the public 
perceive something, but yet there if I did anything in the public perceived it and that but it was a clear fax that I want that, that I wasn't in the wrong, mm-hmm. they're gonna give way and I couldn't trust anything they told me. If they said your job is good, if you do this, then then I, and then they uh, why why would I ever trust them? Right. Well, and there's also a thing we we just talked about it in the last segment about respecting others' decisions, even if we don't believe in them, even if we think they're morally wrong. Respecting others' decisions, but a flip flop decision that's not something you can respect yeah. because they don't know themselves. They don't know what they're about. Right. And I get it. They don't have a a code that they're going after or an investigation that they're following. Like, and I I would say, you know, a university like this, I get it. You're a public-facing institution. What people think of you matters. But did you not think about that before you made the decision? Yeah. Did you not consider that when you were coming up with this? If that's your moral code, (laughs) if that's your standards, if that's who you are as an organization, Mm -hmm. well, then that's what you would have followed in the first place because they already knew what everybody thought. Here's the thing, Zach. I mean, it was seven, eight months in between. So you had plenty of time to think about the differences. And that's where I get to is in today's world, you're going to like everybody's opinion is much more visible than it was prior. Right. Okay. Before social media, everybody's opinion was not near as visible. You have to understand if you're in an organization or anything like that and you make a decision, you have to do your research and think, what is the worst thing that can happen? Can we live the, the decision if, if the outcries in this scenario, right, or, or the best thing? You need to weigh all them out and go. That should be a part of your decision making. And then, especially to be all of the leadership at a, univers- at a university level that you're the, what, quote, unquote, educated ones, you didn't think that through? Right. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who, how? But even more than that, know yourself. If you know yourself, you will never wonder. If you know who you are, if you they need to like figure out their code of ethics or their their code of conduct or standards or something like that. Because yeah. if you always know yourself as an individual, those decisions are not that hard because you know the procedures that you follow. Well, right. and, and that's a, in getting out of a university talk more. So just you individually, when right? You make that's a decision. Yeah, I, I, that's what I love about exactly what you're saying because when you know who you are. It's much easier, mm-hmm. but even if you know who you are, it's real. If you got a decision to make, it's smart to maybe bounce it off some people that you know that are smart, that you respect, and say, "Hey, you know, what do you think about this?" Because sometimes you may know who you are, but you may not be thinking that this other thing could come in from this other side of that decision that maybe somebody gives you. So it's always smart to to if you're going to make a massive kind of decision, maybe get some other inputs. It doesn't mean you you take them listen to them but then when you ultimately make something move forward i think in parenting for instance yeah one of the worst things that i ever see in parenting is when somebody says to their kid if you don't stop doing this i'm going to do this Ooh. and they don't do it and they don't do it yeah that that is Kids you are know, too smart i knew that. i knew as a kid my dad if my dad ever said xyz would happen if you did this it happened there was no <laughs> there was no like i'm gonna count to three again yeah. Um, if we're on the way to somewhere, and, and you know, and, and here's the thing: what what I think is important is not just being rushing to judgments and making quick decisions, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to backtrack or not backtrack on them, right? So, like as a parent, if you're driving to, you know, five hours away and you're three and a half hours at some place, don't tell your kid that um, if you don't stop doing this, I'm turning the car around, knowing full well you're not willing to turn the car around. Right. You know what I mean? Because then if your kid does it and you don't act on that decision, what does that set them up for? (laughs) I mean, it's like, okay, no matter what you say or what you put out there, I'm never going to have to have any, I'm not going to be held to that at all. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, I've seen that in parents growing up, uh, especially as I got older. I I would see, you know, parents of people I know, uh, people I went to school with who have kids now, you know, who, yeah, would do that. They'll be like, I'm going to count to three. And if if you don't shape up and they get to three and the kid's still doing it and they're like, eh. 
kids will be kids. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. What was the point of that investigation? What was the point of the investigation? Yeah, well, it's really something. And, and I think that it goes back to is if you just well think out your thoughts on your decisions and try not to make it that quick. Like if in parenting, don't just throw out, I'm turning the car around. If you don't, if you haven't thought through what that would mean by turning that car around, right? Yeah. There, there are other things besides that, so you need to think it through. And going back to what Jenny's point was, which I think is awesome, is know you. You have to know you first and foremost. You can't let others outside influence. You have to know you, be strong in who you are, believe you've done your research, and make your decision, stand with it, and own it. The flip-flopping decisions will make you weaker, will make you, like, the 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 chain links in your armor is going to be completely depleted when you flip-flop on decisions. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make things quickly. Take your time, figure out what you want or don't want, Make your decision, stand firm in it, and move on down the road. You're going to get much more respect, and you're going to be able to do what you got to do by doing that versus flip-flopping like this university did. Because I, if, I, if there were any decent coach, there's no, not a chance in Hades that I would go to that organization that can't make decisions because they don't even know who the heck they are and what their morals and ethics are. So we'll be back on the third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. Ignorance on fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today is the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success written by none other than myself. Thank you. Love you. And go pick it up today. Stop. Go now. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. There's not much better than knowing that your shaming works. Man. You know, that people don't <laughs> like being shamed, I guess, because people are actually. No, people just like the podcast. Yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't get it. I truly don't. I remember when you were like, I'm going to shame people into posting. I was like, no, who's going to do that? Who's going to follow up on it? <laughs> it totally works and I don't get why. It, well, I, it's like, look, you, if you if you enjoy the show, yeah. then, then you listen to it and you listen to it for free and all we ask is just go leave a review. Yeah. Super it's easy. Not, and, and people we are really nice it. about it too. Yeah, they're all really glowing reviews. So the 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 fire alarm going off. Blah, 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 we got to a hundred reviews. This is pretty cool. We I did. think that is awesome. I know. Yeah. I think the hundred reviews is like that kind of like like before the hundredth episode that's coming up. We yeah. got to hundred yeah. reviews. How uh-huh. cool is that? It's really neat. I'm 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 psyched about it. I, I need to get on and look at some of that stuff. And you know what I heard? And I don't know if this is a thing. I don't want to get anybody excited. Ooh. I heard iTunes. Uh, regionalizes reviews so mm-hmm. if somebody leaves a review from like Australia mm-hmm. we won't see it but there's a way to get to it really there's some kind of hidden something supposedly oh. I was reading an article about it the other day so I need to go look at and see if we got anything from like China yeah <laughs> well, and, and so we need to see if there's language. any Google any reviews oh, yeah, Google from Play reviews. Google or Play Stitcher sure. yeah, yeah uh, people- SoundCloud might have a couple yeah. yeah we get a lot of people liking stuff on SoundCloud nobody leaves comments but a lot of likes over there 
surprisingly, like we actually get some SoundCloud involvement. Believe Very it or not. cool. Yeah. And the Facebook group has been on fire. You guys have yes. been loving the commentary and the whole idea again with this group was just to connect like-minded people and hopefully to, if there's something that people were emailing in and asking us to kind of give our second shot on, the idea is that you can get the response from the community immediately by going to the group instead of having to wait wait for the next podcast to hear our response then you can kind of get in there and maybe you'll find like-minded people who are dealing with the same thing or maybe have already dealt with what you're you know you have a question about yeah yeah and and again the ratings and reviews what, what's it's not like i don't you know we don't need it to feed our ego what happens is is in itunes world and all of that mm-hmm. i mean the Heath more does. <laughs> the more reviews that that, that a podcast has the more that it's moved up to in the search engine. So if people are saying, I want something motivational or something, whatever, this podcast will move, will be up higher in that rankings the more reviews it has. So it's important for others that want to find it. So we had the 100th review came in from um, Hugo Roundtree. Oh, thanks. Um, thanks Miss um, it was like 17 oh, hours ago. And it the caption is excellent. And if I appreciate the real world perspective while finding ways to inspire and encourage the listener, highly recommend. Aww. Oh, very cool. I actually know who that is, too. Do you really? How do you I know do. All these people's like because uh, you know, I have, have a <laughs> weird memory and I I will ex- I'll explain. I have a very bad memory, but I remember a lot of really random things like people's email addresses and stuff. Yeah. So, um, hey, so anyway, that's how is that what it is? Oh, I don't want to say because I don't want, yeah, yeah. I. But I know who that is, and so I thank that person very much if Aww. they are listening. So, so very cool. A lot. And remember, if you got anything that you want to um, get to us and you're not a part of the Facebook group, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, mm. and you want to post something, then secondshotcast at gmail.com. That uh, email is still open for anything that you want to send our way. But the biggest thing is really where most people are, are putting stuff now is, is the Second Shot Facebook group. So if you go to Facebook and you type in Second Shot, it's two words. Um, you'll be able to find it and pull it up, and it's a closed group. you got to send the invitation and be accepted in there. Um, and we're keeping it that way, it's a, a group of like-minded people. We wanted to talk about one of the um, person's uh, posts that they had on there. We're not going to say their name um, because we don't know if they want to say on air, but yeah. if you join the Facebook group, you can obviously see it. But I, I thought it was a very cool and a very awesome and a very like relevant for all of us, mm-hmm. I think, right now, too, on, on, on this type of uh, talk that they had was um, – I believe I found my why, which I'm excited about and can't wait to get on a new career path. Only one problem, I'm almost 15 years down the wrong path. Does anyone have any stories of successfully starting over in your 30s or older that could serve as motivation that this transition is possible? Also, I've never really had to look for a job before. So up to this point, um, they've all just kind of happened. And so is LinkedIn something that I must do or go along with a resume, etc.? So this was a question that was posed in the group and i will start off by saying that the biggest key here is you're far from way too old to restart over anything you and 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 this is not you were not on a wrong career path you were doing it 15 years you learned a lot that's a Mm -hmm. journey that taught you a tremendous amount you were blessed to find something that for 15 years you love you did whether toward the end you didn't like it as much but you did it you're way too young to worry about this is a i mean you're in a perfect time transitioning something and then um i will say next is linkedin it linkedin is a must depending if you're um if you're built like if you're um, um uh if if you're in an industry the professional services industry and and things of that nature i think a linkedin is a must 
Um, I know me personally, before I do business with people, I will go look at their LinkedIn. I just, and I like looking at what really they've been doing, how long they've been doing it. And it gives me a good idea and a sense for it. So I think in the business type of world arena in general, I think a LinkedIn is a must to, to set up and to have it actually a viable profile. You know, you don't have to, LinkedIn is not one of those things that you have to go be like. You don't have to post on it every day or, or anything. Post. Yeah. But you just keep you, it up to date. You never even have to post anything if you don't want to. Just set your profile mm-hmm. and leave it if you want to. But when people look you up, they need to be able to find you and, and mm-hmm. see that there's something that you want. And I know you have a lot on this topic as well. Well, yeah, it's funny because I saw a bunch of girlfriends in Arizona this weekend. One of them had worked in news for, I think, probably about 10 years. And then she left to start a nonprofit. So she's been doing that. And we, and I'm the only person who is still working in news out of all of these close girlfriends of mine. And they were all saying how, yeah, it's really weird when you leave news because the terminology is different. The way that they recruit is different. Yeah. And you have to have a LinkedIn profile. Because <laughs> <laughs> in news, that's not really a big thing. I have one and I accept yeah, but you're in the public, it. everything. So yeah, right. so, so it's just different. So they were they were kind of laughing about how, okay, oh, yeah, there's these different professional standards that you have to hold. You can't just send someone a VHS tape or a link of your work and hope to get a job. Sure. Um, so there was that. But then also, I, I just really empathize for this person because at, at 18... Or, or 21 when we graduate college or 18 if you you work right out of high school you're expected to know what your life's work is going to be and which this is, is crazy it's mm. so crazy and that's not you know some people are really blessed to have that and i think that by and large i was blessed to know okay i, I enjoyed journalism i did print journalism then ended up doing tv but it was all kind of in the same realm uh, and who knows what I'll be doing in 15 years. You know, it could be something totally different yeah. or it could be right along those same lines. But I really empathize for that person because we get, we're, we're told, I think because our education system wants to raise us up to be career minded, they kind of are always asking, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? What's your major going to be? And there's, that's just kind of the way the system works. But we have to realize that because you get a four-year degree or a six-year degree or an eight-year degree in one thing doesn't mean you are held to that for the next 40, 50, 60 years. You know, I mean, that's just, that's the education system's trying to set you up for success. It's just, then, then we carry that mindset forever thinking, okay, I have this, this degree or, you know, I did this thing and this is my only skill set. When in actuality, I've seen a ton of people leave news and go into parallel careers. So like public relations or something like that, or go into something totally different like insurance. Yeah. You know, we, we just have had a colleague mm-hmm. recently do that and uh, she sounds like she's doing really well. So um, it, it is just, I just... I want to say I, I feel for you because I would say I'm kind of in that same place. I've been doing something for 15 years. It's, does that industry still want me? Do I still want it? You know, what am I going to do here? And it's kind of like a soul searching thing. Um, but what I, I, my question for Heath as somebody who hires people is when you look at somebody who's had 15 years or 20 years in only one industry, what do you, what do you see? Well, what I'm looking for is what is their mindset now, right? Like if I was talking to that person and, and and they were they were they were convicted that they were done with that industry, that type of thing. They were mm-hmm. convicted they'd done all that they could do. There was a great ride, boom, and they're moving on. Like that's somebody I'd probably give a shot at because I, I don't want that person who's kind of like, well, I'm not sure if I'm done or not because mm-hmm. you'll go tip your toes in another industry and and you're not going to have the 15 years of experience and knowledge to fall back on, and you're going to go, oh, this is too hard, and you go back to it. So what I'm wanting to see is, are you fully two feet? in moving forward or you not because i look at somebody been there 10 15 years of something as a solid i look at a solid committed 
loyal type person. They've been doing it, and they've realized, you know what? I'm just, hey, look, this wasn't a bad thing. I'm just ready for something else, something different. And that's yeah. nothing wrong. I mean, I almost, I, I believe that the days of the the working somewhere forty years is is coming to an end, and that there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if I look at a resume and I see somebody jump from over the last ten years, they've been at five places and five different stuff. That that's somebody I'm I'm not gonna. They're, yeah. they're still trying to figure way too much out, and I don't have the patience to want to train somebody and then a year be gone that will happen but if a resume tells me that it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty clear how how real quickly i know we've got to wrap this up but how do you think this person should present themselves the person who has been in only one line of work and is trying to transition to another line of work what are the kind of like words you want to hear from them about their mindset or about what they're trying to do i want to hear just pure honesty number Mm -hmm. one when you're pure honest your genuine comes across that look here's i want to hear the positive I was with something that I loved and I had a passion for, and I was blessed to have that that did me very well for a long time. And I've realized that toward the end of it all, I've just been dragging it out and I've been going through the motions and I wasn't passionate. I did soul searching. I figured out that these were the things I needed to be passionate about. And the job that you have posted or that you have right now you're looking for are the things that strike my passion. And as you can see, I'm a loyal, longtime person. And I want to be passionate again. The, the, the job that you have opening, the place you're at, is something that um, I know that I can get behind on my passion. And I'm going to have a longer ramp start than some people because I only have knowledge here. But I will learn faster and I will be quicker than everybody else. I can promise you that. So that's like, you know, the pure honesty of understanding. I know that, that there may be people that have some experience. It's going to be a shorter ramp up, but you're not going to have anybody be able to do it. Um, that is more loyal than me that that all those other type of qualities that you may or may not have that is a very strong thing to do I think honesty is one of the best things to do because you're going to find a workplace for you and them both because if it's not somebody willing to uh, spend time with somebody for a ramp up then your life's going to be miserable if if you try to act like you don't need that right I think it's important to underline um, if I can jump in for a second yes yeah like it's what's the best way to say it it's not I'm really flubbing this one. It's not. It's not the. It's not the beginning of the end. It's the end of your beginning. That's the difference. Of the next but you're not. Totally. Yeah, exactly. When you when you work 15 years in an industry that you love, you love working there. But having that perspective changes you over yes. time. You become a different person, and somewhere along the way, you realize, you know what? I need more. I need more than this. I need more than that. I have to pursue something different. You wouldn't be there if you hadn't done those 15 years in that industry. Absolutely. You became who you are now because of who you were before, and who you are now is it's what different. you need to do. Yeah, and and that's okay. That's completely reasonable. Everybody changes. Um, it's it, cool that you found what you want to do, and I think being in the industry for 15 years shows how committed you're willing to be to what you're passionate about. And, and I want to just make sure and remind nobody, no matter how old you are, you are never too old to start over. Yeah, we say 15 years, but it could yeah. the the number could be 30 years or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, Colonel Sanders, Colonel <laughs> Sanders, who started KFC, yeah. started it after 65 years old. Mm. That let, what he had no restaurant. He had no restaurant background at all. At 65, I think, yeah. he decided and started KFC. And it was completely different than everything done. I have watched people come to the insurance business that was a 30-year engineer that at 60, they were now at a, at a spot where they were too expensive for most engineering firms. They wanted something, you know, all those things that, that happened to people mm-hmm. to come into the insurance business and now been in the insurance business 15 years at 75 years old and had a whole other career that's been great. You're never too old to start over or to go after something else that you want to go after. I can promise you that. So 
Um, I appreciate the questions. That's a second shot group. I mean, you're going to get a lot of good stuff. That's what I love about the group um, and, and the thoughtfulness behind it all. Um, where can we find you at, Jenny? JennyAnchando.com and uh, all of my social media through Jenny Anchando or Jenny Anchando TV. You can find me at AppleZackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be over on that Facebook group as well. Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Join it. It's a lot of fun. Leave us a rating and review, please, so I don't have to shame you all the time. And you can find me at <laughs> Heath Oaks at Ignorance on Fire, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. See you guys next time. Love y'all.